stir the pot. So let me go. Like a pride of wild lions returning to a kill. We are back with another episode of Stir the Plot, a podcast where we follow David Attenborough around to try and see what kind of hijinks he can get himself into, like like forgetting his car keys and uh, forgetting to take his medication for the day. (laughs) What medication does David Attenborough take? (laughs) I don't know. He's like 112 now, so he probably has a bucket of pills. Yeah, the the medication he takes is the Lazarus pit (laughs) just to keep him alive. At this point, we're just waiting for a a pack of wild hyenas to just come and finish David Attenborough off. I was about to say, like, why hasn't David Attenborough been eaten by wild animals yet? And then I remember, he's nowhere near filming. (laughs) He is for sure in, like, Yorkshire on rye. Yeah. There's definitely sheep bleeding in the background oh, as he's yeah. talking about like <laughs> saving the great apes. Yeah, and he's like, listen, we have to save the planet. <laughs> so for those of you new to the podcast, we are Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie and then try to improv what happens in between. My name is Brady King. I am Derek Fultz. I am Colton Hart. Hey, and I'm Tyler. Uh, so if you, uh, you know, par for the course for us, we always have to talk about new trailers that come out and there was one big trailer, uh, that dropped this past or not even really this past Monday. Uh, the new star Wars trailer came out, Mm -hmm. uh, which I'm very excited about. Um, I was not expecting a lot of what happened in that trailer. Yeah, no, it was kind of wild. You know, in the last movie, Kylo Ren broke his mask. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised to see that he just wore a bucket on his head the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, and on the bucket, it was written, like, in Sharpie, uh, re- like, replacement mask coming soon. Vader's little boy. Is yeah, Vader's little boy. <laughs> but boy spelled B-O-I. Uh-huh. Um, grandpa, Grandpa's special boy. <laughs> I was excited to see Ewoks back in the movie, but I didn't expect them to beat mercilessly BB-8, like, until he was nothing, there was nothing left of him. Yeah, the Ewoks seemed a little feral in this trailer, mm-hmm. um, which I mean, I get. You know, it's been a hard. The uh, uh, the stormtroopers were the last decent meal that they had, so yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and like the the at ats. Yeah, the ats. Yeah, they <laughs> ate they ate metal. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got metal poisoning, uh, which is a thing in Star Wars canon where mm-hmm. when you uh, eat, when you eat too much, too metal. much metal, you go feral. Yeah. The, the weird part, like, I know everybody was kind of, like, ranting and raving over Kylo and Rey's relationship. Yeah. I was really shocked to see her end up with Lando, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was, too, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Especially that scene where he, like, offered to buy her a Millennium Falcon. And mm. Would you say that uh, that is Lando Sugar Ray? <laughs> <laughs> I hate this so much. Thank you so much. Instead of Sugar Sugar Baby, it is now Sugar Ray, like the band. Oh, I get it. Everyone knows Sugar Ray. <laughs> Which is... Uh, and then the 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 spinoff of Sugar Ray, Sigur Ross. <laughs> <laughs> I still, to this day, don't know how to say that band's name yeah. or any of their song titles because, I mean, I think it's all in, like, Icelandic. Like, mm. it's all in runes. You don't speak the hardest language to learn? <clears throat> I, I can Icelandic. barely English? speak English. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we literally, I had a discussion with some of my friends today about the pronunciation of sugar and why it's pronounced sugar and not sugar. <laughs> because there's no H. Uh, yeah, Ray, Lando, Sugar, baby. <laughs> There's no H. There's no H. Why is it pronounced sugar? The world will never know. We don't have time to discuss that. That is on our next podcast. Why is this pronounced this way? <laughs> yeah, and then uh, 
it ended on a very like harrowing scene of mm-hmm. the emperor because we all know the emperor is coming back in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. Um, but like his like cloak was a lot shorter than I remember, <laughs> <laughs> and he was wearing like heels and fishnet stockings, and. <laughs> the the trailer ended with him just striking a power pose and saying yes. <laughs> so I'm very excited. Kylo Ren walked in with his bucket and he was like, "You are Vader's little boy." <laughs> and I said, "I'm very excited that Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye is playing <laughs> the is playing the Emperor Palpatine." <laughs> They would do a very good job at this role. Oh, Your emotions over to the dark side. <laughs> Ray, that lightsaber is very Gorgina. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, okay, okay, listen. Like jokes aside, we right. want to get serious for a moment, right? Because the movie we're about to do today is a harrowing tale of oppression yeah. and discrimination. Mm. And there's just, really nothing funny about it. Yeah, it's um, like I remember seeing the trailer for it and just being so moved at Netflix's bravery for telling this story because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a story that needs to be told. Yeah, not a lot of people know. Yeah, this not, is a problem going on in today's world. No, it's, I was I was shocked. Yeah, it it like it truly moved me. Mm-hmm. So Brady, what movie are we doing? Uh, we'll be doing Netflix's Tall Girl, <laughs> 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 which I think is a. Slenderman documentary? I'm not entirely <laughs> sure. Dang it, you took my theory. I've literally been thinking about that for like the past three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Oh, we'll get into that. Don't worry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so for anybody new to the podcast, the way we do this is we are not legally allowed to play movie audio. And so we read the first scene of the movie in screenplay format. Um, Colton Hart will be narrating and then Derek and I will be playing a few different characters. I think yeah. there's there's yeah. like two. Yeah, I think there's in like the two thing. in this movie. Um, yeah, so I think we're just going to jump on into the first scene of Tall Girl. Hey, Colton. Yep. Take it away. All right. We fade in on the cover of a thick textbook, a confederacy of dunces, struggling to hold the attention of Jody Craman. Her eyes wander across the college library to a young man sitting a few tables away. He's fighting his way through the same book. She stares for a few moments, trying to catch his eye. He notices, and the two share a brief smile. What's the deal with this book anyway? It's supposed to be all deep, but I have no idea what it's about. Um, it's about alienation. <laughs> the alienation? What chapter is that in? Jody laughs. No, no, alienation. It's about Ignatius trying to find acceptance in a world that wants nothing to do with him. Well, maybe he'd find acceptance if he wasn't such a know-it-all. I think his showing off his intelligence is just a way of protecting himself, which is kind of tragic because alienation is the source of his strength, but then... But it's also the source of his problems. I think you're starting to get it. The two share a flirtatious laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I should probably go. Jack throws his bag over his shoulder and walks to Jody's table. Hey, I know I've only known you for like... Two minutes, but would you maybe want to... Jody grabs her backpack and stands up, towering over Jack. She's a good two feet taller than him. (laughs) Dear God. (laughs) Would I maybe want to what? (laughs) Jack stares blankly up at her. Um, I, uh, 
Never mind. Never mind. He backs away slowly, leaving Jody alone in the library. <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> I, would, I like to picture Jack's like both hands up, like, backing whoa, away. Whoa, like, man! Whoa! Listen, listen. <laughs> do you Drop. want my wallet? Do you want my wallet? Like, what do you need? Like, Drop those gangly arms! Drop them! <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, the man. the imagery <laughs> of how I imagine this scene playing out. How does he not know that she's tall from when she's sitting down? Because like tall people, like especially like her level of tall, yeah, are like even tall when there's. You can down. usually get a good read on somebody before yeah. you're like, yeah. And I then like <laughs> if he's a full, if she's a full two feet taller than he is, her legs reached all the way across the library to him. <laughs> she was playing footsies with him in another state. <laughs> okay, two. Not to his credit, but like to his credit, like if I was talking to a girl and I was thinking about asking her out and then she stood up and she was two feet, I'm six foot, but like she was two feet taller than me, I'd be like, oh, oh. <laughs> I don't think it would stop me from asking her out. No. But like, <laughs> I would right, yeah. Okay. So I think we already kind of like teased like the initial thought of we what have this might to be. address the immediate problem in the room right which is the room itself <laughs> no it's not big enough for no. her um i think the immediate problem is that tall girl sounds like a soft like oceans 8 reboot of slender man mm -hmm. i thought you were about to say of gone girl and i was like <laughs> of gone girl oh. yeah of gone girl um i feel like this is in the same universe yeah well, so he does talk about the alien nation. Right. Mm. So So what I'm thinking is that this is a universe that ex that where Slenderman exists, much like our own. Mm -hmm. um, yes, I just did a hot take that I think Slenderman exists. <laughs> uh, come for me, Twitter. Uh, <laughs> come for me, creepypasta. Yeah. R slash no sleep. Um, so I think that, uh, and I don't even really believe that this is a horror movie. Mm. It's, is it a romance movie between her and Slenderman? No, I think that's playing a little too like that's playing a little too close um, <laughs> to the actual uh, feeling of this movie. But mm. I think it it is like a day in the life of Slenderman. You yeah, know? or <clears throat> Slender Lady, Tall Girl, <laughs> Tall Girl. <laughs> Yeah, I would love to see like the the writing board. So we want to call her Slender Woman or Slender Lady. Well, I feel like in <sighs> her in her family, like Slender Man is the one who like doesn't get brought mm. up in family circles. You know, mm. like oh. they just talk, don't talk about Slender Man that much. Okay, like, he's kind of creepy and weird and standoffish. Wait, 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 wait. What if so? Tall girl Jody. Mm -hmm. She so she's known to her family as Tall Girl. <laughs> That's so, tall girl. So it's that like, is her first and last Christian yeah, name. Tall girl. Well, because in the family there's Slender Man, Tall Girl, Big Daddy, Big Daddy, Long Mama. <laughs> Isn't Big Daddy the Bioshock? Mind your business. <laughs> no, yes, it is. Um, she and so they're in like the family business of scares. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of scares and frights. Yeah. Um, but I think Jody or Tall Girl, I, I'm gonna call her Tall Girl for the time being. I don't think that she enjoys this business. Yeah, I mm. think she's looking for a way out of the family business for I, sure. Yeah, I for sure think that Tall Girl is sort of the black sheep of the family, mm -hmm. uh, the black Philip of the family, if you will. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? That's a witch reference. Um, oh, 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 oh. We'll do that one later. <laughs> <laughs> that, that we're saving the big guns for later. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Well, in her family, they always knew that she was different, you right. know, because instead of like wanting to scare people, she was very studious and yeah. like, always trying to hang out with the neighborhood kids instead of like trying to seduce them with her like long tentacle like appendages mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Yeah. devour their souls. Yeah, she's less in the business of messing up people's technology and more in the business of messing up their way of thinking, mm-hmm. which is why she's reading A Confederacy of Dunces. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I don't know what that book is about. I think I've heard of it before, or am I saying that to sound intellectual? The world may never know. I think it's about alienation. The, the alien nation? <laughs> Which uh, is about as on the nose as you can get with subtext. Such, but... a, ba- such a bad pun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that sh- this is like, it's, you know, she. this is her. This, so there's like scenes interspersed within the movie of like her having like a, a a blow up with her parents being like, I don't want to be tall girl anymore. I want to be Jody. <laughs> Jody, what, Craman? Jody Craman. Yeah, I want to be Jody Craman. And they're like, but like tall girl is all you've known. Like you're 19 years, you know, 19 mm. human years old. <laughs> and really, she's, like, she's eternal. She's right, been here since right. the beginning of time. Right. And so. like, you know, her parents are like, you know, long mama is like, <laughs> Slenderman is doing just fine. Like yeah. he's famous. And why can't she, you be more like Slenderman? Why can't you be more like Slenderman? And Jody's like, I don't want to be Slenderman. I want to be Jody. He's out here making a living. Right. I was, and you know, he did have that little slip up when he made that twelve-year-old stab her friend. That's true. But who hasn't had? Who hasn't? <laughs> who among us? Who, am, who among us can throw the first stone? I'm just that saying they haven't made a twelve-year-old stab their friend. <laughs> I'm just saying, Slenderman earned that suit and tie. Yeah, I mean, he's a businessman. Yeah, he works. Well, she's over there in size 13 men's Nikes. Yeah, so I think that, like, she's, you know, at the school library. Like, she's enrolled herself in school. Hmm. Um, And Jack, it's Jack, right? Yeah. I have paid no attention to the characters' names. (laughs) Because I I could not care less. Which I'm, Um, like, 10% sure it's Jack because IMDb was not clear who was who. Right. Uh, yeah, Jody is actually the boy, uh, <laughs> which is fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so she is trying to break away from the family business, and this mm-hmm. is like kind of like her rebellious streak. This is kind of her sowing her wild oats. Yeah, is going out into the world and living like as a normal human girl. Like she puts on this costume. Yeah, she puts on a face because, like you know, in the in the elongated individual family line. <laughs> Um, they're born without faces. Right, of course. There's also a montage of her like hitting her head on doors and yeah. like exploring the world for the first time. Yeah, she's not really used to a lot. She's, like she's used to the woods and she's used to like mm-hmm. cul-de-sacs. She's a woman of the earth. Cul-de-sacs. Yeah, she she is a woman of the earth. Mm-hmm. And to be put into man-made structures that are not made for her kind, uh, yeah. she's having a little trouble adjusting or whatever. But I think that there is some pieces that we need to fill out that can be found out in the last scene. Ooh, Ooh all right. Thank so, you so much for my like for ooing my segue. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get uh, the last scene of the movie, and we'll figure out what happens. Colton. Streetlights illuminate the front porch of a middle class home, where Jack Dunkelman waits. <laughs> what Dunkelman? <laughs> Jack Dunkel Donuts. <laughs> where Jack Dunkelman waits. <clears throat> Jody walks up the steps with a smile on her face. Hey. Hey, why didn't you tell me the real reason you got that black eye? It didn't seem that important. <laughs> Jody laughs. <laughs> okay, but you, like, defended my honor and took a punch for me. Yeah, well, I, I guess I did that. 
The two share a long smile. Ah, uh, whatever young boy dreams. <laughs> yeah, a long smile. <laughs> what? Nothing. I'm just making some... <laughs> this is so stupid. Nothing. I'm just making some mental revisions to my perfect boyfriend checklist. Well, did I make it over 50%? <laughs> Way over. But you know, the only major... <laughs> but you know, the only major sticking point is the milk crate. I really don't get why you don't just put your stuff in a backpack like a normal person. <laughs> what? <laughs> that sentence took me out. Um, I needed a second to process that. <laughs> well, I knew the day would come when I would need it, and I wanted to be ready. Ready for what? We've made a mistake. I can't do it, guys! We've made a mistake. Jack smiles. He grabs the milk crate at his feet and scoots it closer. He steps up and leans in for a kiss. <laughs> we've... We've made... A, we've made a boo-boo. Let's, let's just clarify right now. Is Jack a human that she falls in love with? Or is he going to be another, like, crypto that is, like, putting on a human face? No, 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 no. I think Jack is fully a human. Okay, that, okay, okay. Um, so here's what I think is going on. All right. So I guess, like, I don't really want this to be a love story, so I'm going to try my best to, like, tiptoe around I was a about love to story. Say, I, we're going to have to get around this, like, campy tween yeah. plot line. Ugh, God. Um, so I think... What is going on is somewhere along the time, Jack befriends uh, Jody. Mm -hmm. Is it Jody? Yeah, it's Jody. Okay. Tall I'm girl. so sorry. I cannot, like, <laughs> oh, tall girl. Jack befriends Jody mm -hmm. and is, like, the first friend that she makes, like, as a human. Yeah. And so they're kind of hanging out or whatever. And eventually, Jody tells him her, his, like, her secret. Yeah, her secret of, like, I'm of this, like, lineage of cryptids mm -hmm. um and it is kind of my destiny to like steal the souls of people but i don't want to do that well it's also forbidden love because jack's parents are cryptid hunters oh. they've, they've spent their entire lives hunting sasquatch and right like, they i feel like if you walk into their house there's just like well, those crazy like news clippings, like Slenderman yeah. sightings. Yeah, and, yeah, because Slenderman yeah. or like Slenderman and Long Mama <laughs> and Big Daddy <laughs> are kind of the like elusive prey, yeah. like the most dangerous game a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, which is not a good reference for what I just said yeah. because <laughs> yeah, we all know the most dangerous game. There's like that scene where Jack's like, "Oh, you've got to come see like my family's most like prized possessions," yeah. and they like walk into this room and it's like mounted Sasquatches and mm -hmm. like locked monsters and like you yeah. imply there's two Loch Ness monsters monsters yeah. yeah yeah no there's more I mean Noah brought Whoa. two Loch Ness monsters with him during the flood right <laughs> mm -hmm. true that is so <laughs> thus saith the Lord two big feet two two, bi two big feet two big feet two long necks baby <laughs> one little foot <laughs> one long mama and one big daddy <laughs> make one tall girl <laughs> um but I think uh, so. Like when she walks in, her his parents are acting kind of weird. You know, there's like a let yeah. me meet the family. Uh, his parents are acting kind of weird, and like when she leaves, 
they kind of pull Jack aside and they're like, we could smell the cryptid on her. <laughs> we could smell the tall on her. <laughs> that girl ain't well, right. <laughs> I don't know what the giveaway was. She walked into the house and like her yeah, arms were dragging what, on yeah, the floor. Like, what, <laughs> what was the giveaway here? That she was nine feet tall, that all the TV started staticking in and out. Uh, or that, um, I'm trying to think of another, I also slender, like to another imagine, like Slender Man reference. Since <laughs> she has literally like put a face on, the face doesn't like move at all. Yeah. It's just kind of like, Opens its mouth up and down like an animatronic. Yeah, I think it's like a puppet almost. It's <laughs> like, like she's got a Muppet face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. And he's like, no, like we're not going to like you can't, you know, she's fine, like whatever. And then yeah. like this is when he still doesn't know. So like he does not know that she's like a cryptid. Mm. Yeah, he's she, like, babe, he like did, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. You've got a Muppet mouth, like I yeah, don't, I'm <laughs> right. He's like, I don't care. Like he's he's not the he's not the brightest. Yeah. Um, and so then. Jody's parents and Slenderman find her mm. and are like, what are you doing with them? With that boy. Yeah, with that boy. And she's like, what do you mean? And that's when they tell her he his family are cryptid hunters. Yeah. And you like he's luring you into a trap. And she's like, no, like, we're cool. Like, he like helps me with my algebra. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like, y'all haven't seen news about chupacabras lately. No. That, that family's out there working. They... The devil works hard, but <laughs> the Dunkelmans work harder. <laughs> oh, what the do devil works hard, the Dunkelmans work hard, but Chris Jenner works even harder. <laughs> what do y'all think's on her perfect boyfriend list? Uh, a pulse, um, two legs, a soul for her to root. a soul, a soul for her to eat. Um, so then they meet up, or like you know, uh, Jody runs away from her family uh, mm-hmm. with them in pursuit. Jack runs away from his parents with them in pursuit and they meet up at like, I don't know, like lover's Creek yeah. or something, some bad teeny bopper, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like make out Hill. I'm like, well, who was reef, the first yeah. person to name that make out Hill? <laughs> There's they, you know, they go up to make out Hill. They confess their, their undying love for each other. Their undying love for each other. And it's at that other. moment that the trap that the Dunkelmans have, have set mm-hmm. springs. And catches tall girl. Catches tall girl. And the Dunkelmans pop out of nowhere and, you know, they're like, good job, Jack, blah, 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 blah. And she feels betrayed. She's like, Jack, why would you do this? They take tall girl. What they're going to do is they're going to dip her in gold <laughs> to make her the ultimate trophy. <laughs> Uh, they have rented out a gold gold factory a gold gold facility no where gold is Uh, made yeah where gold is smelted and made into uh, coins and fillings Mm -hmm. Um, and tall girls and tall girls yeah and so as they're leaving on their like helicopter yeah Jack is left on makeout hill as soon as they leave uh, the tall family runs up the elongated family runs up (laughs) um and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know what to do. And then Slenderman punches him in the eye. Yeah. They come to terms. They realize that they have to, like, the most important thing is they have to save Jody. They've got to work together. They have to work together to save Jody. Mm-hmm. They go to the smelting factory. She's strung um, up, like, yeah. upside down, like right. some sort of, like, 1920s era, yes. like, villainous um, lair. There's a big fight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some horror elements dipped into it. Uh, yeah. Because, you know, we're dealing with, you know, Slenderman. Mm-hmm. 
uh, the Dunkelmans have perished because they, in their hubris, have fallen in their own gold, their own melted gold, gold. <laughs> uh, and become trophies themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, a very, sold, it's a very symbolic moment. Uh, yeah, and their souls have been stolen. They, they're then sold to Kanye West, who mounts them in his living room. Who, who, who uh, puts them up during Sunday service. Yep. <laughs> so they try to steal the souls of the Dunkelmans. <laughs> But then there's this like really like big moment where they like they don't get anything out. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, you two were soulless to begin with. And they drop them into the gold <laughs> in their hubris. Well, they drop them in their hubris. They're like, Oh, well, we're going to beat you, blah, blah, blah. And they back up, back up, fall into the gold, become trophies. Uh, it's symbolic. Um, <laughs> Jody uh, comes to terms with her parents and is just like, I'm so sorry that this happened. And mm-hmm. they realize that they're like, we have to, we have to let you go. Like we have to let you be your own person. Like you're mm-hmm. a million and a half years old. Slenderman gives his blessing to Jack. That's like, yeah, you can totally like start dating. Yeah. They actually start sis. hanging out like my on the weekends. Sis. Like it's my pretty sis. great. Sometimes like Slenderman comes over and like plays Xbox every yeah. once in a while. There's like yeah. little goofy things of like, him trying to like they're like the two of them are on like a date and like Slenderman tries to like eat Jack's soul but they're like no no and he's like oh that's right oh, like oh, hilarious so there's yeah. one more twist Ooh. Ooh. Jack tells Slenderman he wants to be with the real Jody oh. and the only way that he wants to be with her is if he too Becomes can turn a tall in, man. <laughs> can turn elongated. <laughs> a tall into, boy. And, ter- and turn into an elongated individual. Mm-hmm. And Slenderman's like, oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. The only way that that can happen is if you get a kiss oh. from from one of our kind. And so and he not slams gonna be- <laughs> his milk crate down. <laughs> <laughs> and so he you know, takes Jody on a date or whatever, or whatever they do. And whatever ha- elongated it's, people yeah, do. Yeah. And so it's they super ha- cute. They, have they like play scene. laser tag, like eat yeah. some kids, you know, it's, it's yeah. great. Um, the whole time, we, the thing we have not mentioned is the milk crate. I yeah. think we're all just trying to force <laughs> that out of our memories. Um, it's, we're trying to repress it for as long as we can. It's like a, it's like trauma. Yeah. The milk crate is trauma. Um, and so he has this milk crate with him. He slams it down. He gets up onto the milk crate to kiss, uh, Jody mm-hmm. to become lengthy lad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, his na- tall girl his and lengthy lad. Tall girl and lengthy lad. Yeah, and they get married, and that's the after credit scene. And then join the Incredibles later on. Uh, yes. <laughs> and then Samuel Jackson shows up and says, "I'm starting a team." <laughs> All right, and that's so, the story of Tall Girl and Lengthy. And Lab. that is the story of Tall Girl. We tried our hardest to steer away from love, uh, <laughs> but yet somehow we still found our way there. I think we made it pretty interesting, so though. I just I have, w- real quick, how tall, like in in Tall in Girl, canon. how how tall do you think Tall Girl is? Oh, nine foot seven. Uh, six foot one. Is the like that's like, like in the movie, in canon in, like in the movie canon she of Netflix's Tall Girl. You said you're six foot, correct? Yes. Well, welcome to tall, welcome lengthy lad, everyone. This movie should be more about the fact that there's a four foot, four foot one dude just walking around yeah. in high school. Well, no, we have to give it up for our short kings. That's true. Like, That's true. They're out there and they're thriving and they deserve love. Hey, I'm right over here. It's me, the short king. Hello, short. Let's give it up for our short king, Brady. Yeah. The smallest member of the. His last name's King. That's a good joke. Thanks. That's Thanks. a good one, Colton. Oh, man. All right. So 
Brady, um, unfortunately, I have to give you the task of <laughs> telling us what this movie is even about. Tell you what, somebody's got to do it. When the tallest girl in high school falls for a handsome foreign exchange student. <laughs> a foreign, he's foreign exchange? Yeah. She becomes embroiled in a surprising love triangle and realizes she's far more than her insecurities about her height. Oh, she's far more than her insecurities about her height have led her to believe. <laughs> so, who's the foreign exchange student? I think it's Jack. Like, in, in the actual movie, I think Where's Jack is. Where's he from? I, Canada. <laughs> Yeah, he's probably from Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're all corn fed up there. Yeah. yeah, that boy didn't eat his Wheaties. Yeah, he's corn fed and four foot one. <laughs> That's a stocky boy. The earth shakes when he walks into yeah. buildings. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, this movie could be either called Tall Girl or Short Boy. There's, yeah. it, it swings either way. Yeah, because it's like. You know, you said he stand, she stands like at least two feet taller than him. He's like he's four foot one. Like, he's got to carry that milk crate around because he can't even freaking reach his cereal. Yeah. Well, also, like, is the milk crate gonna make any difference if he's trying to ki- kiss a six foot one girl <laughs> and he's four foot one? That gives him like six more inches. That's like four foot seven as she's compared still, to six one. Well, you know, like Shaq's wife, like Shaq's like six eight or something, and she's like five one. Yeah. Okay. If this girl were like seven foot tall, I could. Feasibly imagine this movie kind of making sense, right? The fact that she is six one, which is not that tall. It's a reasonable height. I feel. Yeah, like. I mean, it's like that's like at the threshold of like that's like it, three inches taller than like the average. Yeah, like, I feel American. Like I know like, girls I'm, like, who I'm, are, fi- I'm five foot eleven. I feel like I know girls who are six. Yeah, one. yeah. I I don't get why this movie was made. I true like I'm gonna be make complete, her taller. I like completely. I'm going. I'm going to be like honest. I don't get why this movie was made. I can't even be like, oh, Netflix needs money. Like, I get like stories need to be told. <laughs> like, yeah. I understand that. Did this story need to be told? Have you seen the GoFundMe for the sequel, Taller Girl? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> where wait. she's nine seven. Oh, she's nine seven, and it's just a montage of them having to strap her to cars because she can't fit inside. <laughs> yeah, they just tie her to the hood of a car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a deer. They just wrap. Ratchet strapper to the hood. <laughs> yeah, I mean, might as well. Like, so she's like insecure about her height. Yeah. And then Jack is obviously like scared of her because she's so tall. <laughs> I've never met a girl, and maybe just because I'm, you know, confident in yeah. myself as a person. Well, that's not true. But um, confident enough. Confident enough to where, like, I've met girls that are taller than me, and I'm not like, like. <laughs> Get on hands and knees and crawl away. Boogeyman, <laughs> like I'm just like, oh, that's a tall girl. But like, like if you watch the movie, that's kind of how the scene plays out. Is like she literally like towers over him, and there's this goofy like sound effect where it's like, and the, like are you she, like, like are towers are you over him? No, 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 you're joking. No, like, I'm literally not. Oh my god. Yeah, it's it's nasty. I just like <laughs> this kind of feels like in the same vein of like. That one TV show with Debbie Ryan, that Netflix show with Debbie Ryan in it, Insatiable. Insatiable. Oh, yeah. Where she's fat and then she like she uh, becomes she the like popular hot one. She yeah. has to get like her mouth wired shut and then she becomes skinny, and then everyone's like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, this is not. It's like yeah, it feels like in the same ve- like tone deaf vein of mm-hmm. like. I don't think this Average. director has ever met a tall person. Yeah, I'm like, he, yeah, the person the, the person that directed this is like, okay tall 
and someone in, <laughs> someone in the back of the writer's room was like six foot one and he's like great i don't know anyone that's six foot one that sounds scary i think maybe the director's like five foot two and so to him six foot one is just yeah. like oh. well there's just like if you're gonna make a movie about like a girl's insecurities i feel like there's so many more things that like there's so many more powerful tall. things that you could make like an actual like connection with, yeah. with an audience than being tall. Yeah, and I'm like, especially like <laughs> if this is supposed to be like a teen movie, like yeah. don't make a don't make a movie like a body positive movie like Tall Girl. Yeah. In the sense of like she's trying to find a date and the person's like scared of her because she's fat or whatever. <laughs> like cuz that in and of itself is problematic. Sure. It is funny cuz all like, in this room is three <laughs> three white males just yeah, like are like trying to decide what's good for teenage girls. <laughs> but if you look at the, the like all the IMDb reviews are like I am tall too and this movie makes zero sense. <laughs> yeah, cuz it's like well for one I don't think tall people are oppressed. I don't <laughs> like the, yeah, the, the, I was in the, desi- the-, the desire to feel oppressed yeah. is just is radiating out of this movie. I mean, me. like, like legitimately, basketball players aren't being like herded in cages, yeah, <laughs> like forced to play like, with cattle like, props. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, I don't understand why this movie was made. Get out there, James Harden. Like, go do your thing. <laughs> just a uh, fun fact: the shortest person in the WNBA is five two. The tallest person in the WNBA is seven two. Yeah, like <laughs> make no, a movie about the seven two yeah, girl. No one yeah. is like freaking out <laughs> over the seven two WNBA player or like, seven one maybe. Well, that's what happens in Taller Girl. Is Jody actually goes to a basketball game and is terrified to learn that there are people taller than her. <laughs> and in the third, there's movie, a taller girl. <laughs> and then in the third movie, tallest girl, um, she finds the tallest girl in the land who happens to be the god of her people. <laughs> Um, but so here's the real question: Would you rather watch our plot or the real plot? I'm gonna be completely honest. <laughs> I wouldn't really watch either. Yeah, I wouldn't watch either. I do actually kind of want to watch Tall Girl with friends, just so yeah. We yeah can, I kind of want to watch so Tall we can Girl with This bit. would this and that feels wild and yuck to say. Yeah, that I would rather watch Tall Girl than like the movie that we made up. Like our tall girl, like the actual tall, tall girl, girl movie yeah. might be funnier. Like if you get a group of friends together and you're just like Mystery Science Theater 3000, this like we're just gonna talk the whole time. Yeah, I feel like this would make for a fun, like a fun friend movie. Mm-hmm. Well, that has been the plot of Tall Girl, but for right now we're gonna move into our next segment. Shake and not stir. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So in this, we take different movies, like classic movies or movies that are in theaters right now, um, and we pair them up with a random movie genre. So you get things like The Muppets is a horror movie, or what was one another we did last week? Uh, Shrek uh, is a documentary. Shrek is a documentary. Toy Story is a war movie. Yeah, yeah. So it's just a bunch of, just a, just a goofy time. We have a yeah. bunch of goofs here. Yeah. Uh, do y'all want classic or current? Let's, uh, go let's with, do classic first. Let's, yeah, let's warm All up right. with the classic. Yeah, get those. Um, I gotta stretch those comedy muscles. Yeah, here. get mm. those improv juices blowing. <laughs> All right, we got Hateful Eight. Okay, classic. Um, as a <laughs> Hateful Eight is a romantic comedy. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we remember that one scene in Hateful Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Ew, gross. Yeah. I think we can keep sort of the same premise, uh, like the same like skeleton of Hateful Eight. Yeah. 
where it's like they're all kind of trapped in this house for the winter together. Um, oh, okay. So maybe we're going with like a college-esque movie where yeah. they're trapped in this house Ooh. together for a winter. So this obviously takes place like back in the 60s, 70s when um, Samuel L. Jackson was sort of at his prime. And okay. Yeah. So you have all these like classic actors who are now like in their 20s. We've used lots of CGI to like right. de-age them. Yeah, we got to de-age them. Of course. And there's yeah. like one girl who's trying to figure out like – She's like freaking out, like, "Oh my gosh! Like, how did I get stuck in this?" Yeah, and oh, then wait. she goes. Through. What if it's a reality dating show where it's like oh, you have to emerge there from it the is, house? There it is. Yeah. You have to emerge from this house after this long winter, and you have to be paired up. Yeah. So it's oh, so it's like a show within. It's like a, a show within a movie. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. four four girls, four guys, four guys. Yep. <laughs> One love. One love. <laughs> uh, Rasta. Um, <laughs> and yes. the, the reality TV show is called The Hateful Eight. Uh, these people all have a connection. Okay. Uh, and they all hate each other. Oh, <laughs> The okay. connection is they all hate each other. <laughs> they're, they're all despicable well, like people. They, like, you find <laughs> out, like, their backstories and stuff like that throughout the movie. And, uh, the whole purpose of this is to kind of, like, pair them together to see if they can get over their differences and fall in love with each other. I Ooh. love it. Um, and in true Tarantino fashion, what ends mm-hmm. up happening is they actually just end up shooting each other. And <laughs> right. it's very bloody and violent. It's very gory. bloody, violent, But gory. at the end, Channing Tatum falls in love with Kurt Russell. Okay. And it's a happy ending for everybody. Yeah. Well, so, except the six except for ever Except for the six people that are dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Fine. Yeah, that's the, that's the romantic comedy, Hateful Eight. I love it. Uh, current movie? Yes. Adam's Family? <laughs> Let's do <Yuck>. it. <laughs> the, the, ugly, the ugliest movie I've ever seen. <laughs> As an action movie? <laughs> okay. I can actually see this being a okay. good one. Like, okay. They've each got their you individual like with... stuff and powers that they can yes. do. Like, okay, so yeah. Morticia and Gomez... <laughs> Um, Our spies. The, okay, yeah, they're spies. So uh, they're a spy. This is a whole, this is a spy family. Oh uh, yeah, but the kids don't know it. Mom and dad. I think we're oh, in the same okay, band yeah, of like yeah, spy like kids. A spy, like, yeah, yeah. Well, no, spy kids knew that their parents were spies. Oh, that's right. That's Not right. at the beginning uh, though. Really? I don't yeah. Remember. Yeah, I think they discovered. The first it's been so long since I've seen the first spy kids. Yeah. Anyway, um, it's been three months since I've seen all the spy kids. Like, y'all watched the spy kids movies recently. So like the parents don't know that the the or the kids don't know that the parents are spies. There's always like a normal person in like Adams yeah. family movies that like is a, a stark contrast to the Adamses. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they get kidnapped by uh, her name's Marianne. She's a Mary Kay saleswoman. Um, <laughs> she's the leader of the PTO organization, and she'd like to speak to the manager. Um, and so uh, Uncle Fester. <laughs> this is just spy kids. Um, <laughs> That's okay. Keep going. No, it's great. Uh, Uncle Fester says that he and uh, cousin It, yeah, <laughs> cousin Pennywise, yeah, yeah cousin Pennywise. Pennywise. <laughs> cousin Pennywise. <laughs> uh, I, will I ever go an episode without doing my Pennywise laugh? Who knows? Um, so uh, Uncle Fester and cousin It are the only ones that are going to be able to yeah. save um, the parent uh, Gomez and uh, Morticia. Um, and they're like, don't go down into the basement. Like, we'll be back like later. Mm-hmm. And Wednesday and Pugsley, is it Pugsley? Pugsley? I, I think, think it's Pugsley. Yeah, it's Pugsley. Yeah. Wednesday and Pugsley are like, no, like we can't let this happen. Like, let's go down in the basement. And they find all their parents' spy gear. Yep. They train themselves on how to become spies. There's like YouTube tutorials like on their desktop about how to become spies. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and save them from the king of horror himself, 
Tim Burton. Tim Burton. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is like a <laughs> this is like a series where you find out the big bad is Tim Burton. <laughs> like Marianne is played by Helena Bonham Carter, yeah. and so we're just like, oh, like. Or, and Johnny Depp plays every character. And jo- yes, Johnny Depp is literally every. Johnny Depp is Helena Bonham Carter is Marianne. Yep. Um, so definitely a more family friendly. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, spot, yeah. Or action yes. movie. All right. Next one. All right. We got Die Hard. As an action movie, as a Christmas movie, as a musical. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh gosh. Uh, Alan Rickman is like right in his, <laughs> right in his territory. <laughs> so are we gonna keep Bruce Willis and Alan Rickman, or are we like casting some like Eddie Redmaynes and? Uh, <laughs> I I love the idea of Bruce Willis doing doing musical a, theater. Doing a musical, yeah. yeah. Um, he also like he didn't go through any vocal training for this. He right. just showed up on set the day. Yeah, of. He, he's been in a band before, so he's yeah, exactly. like he's like I can do this. Yeah, uh, he's essentially the Russell Crowe of Die Hard. <laughs> um, the the Gerard Butler of Boston. <laughs> uh, I kind of regret not doing Les Mis now because that would have been a funny song to talk about. Um, I think uh, I think the opening like scene is literally just like a big musical number at this yeah. Christmas party. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he's talking about his fear of airplanes and like how he hates uh, how he's got a gun on him at all times. I got a and- gun taped to my back, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna shoot you if you give me flack. <laughs> Let's um, hope the Germans don't invade today. So Hans wow, Gruber a- wants the part, but John McCain, John McClane. <laughs> <laughs> it can't be John McCain, <laughs> or can it? Unless, <laughs> unless um, he wants the part, so he kidnaps everybody. But John gets away. Wait, that's the musical battle. Wait, 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 wait. Or wait, maybe this is sort of like an America's Got Talent situation where it's being held at the skyscraper, uh-huh. and they all show up. And of course, Hans Gruber is like very violent and like wants things his way. And- yeah. Yeah, ends up he's, taking he's over a the very, ceremony. He's like a super like dramatic diva mm-hmm. theater kid. Yeah, and when he doesn't get the part, or when he realizes he's not going to get the part, he holds everybody at gunpoint. <laughs> <laughs> also me. <laughs> no. Uh, speaking from experience. Um, so Hans and John are fighting for the lead role in this Christmas musical, I guess. Yeah, it's like their church's it. Christmas production or something. Um, <laughs> They're both fighting for the role of Joseph. Joseph, yeah. Yeah. Or Mary. I don't know. It's 2019. Uh, yeah, it could be either. Or, no, they're fighting for baby Jesus. <laughs> um, and so, like you said, John gets the part. Hans is like, I've worked too hard for this. Yeah. I did uh, Natalie Portman's master class on acting. <laughs> I don't understand why I didn't get this. And so he kidnaps uh, the congregation. And so John has to sing his way through yeah. uh, all of the bad guys. This this takes uh, a lot of inspiration from a lot of other musicals. Like there's some Hamilton. Yeah. There's some Hamilton. Uh, John McClane is Hamilton. <laughs> yeah. There's an empowering John song. John McClane is Hamilton. <laughs> there's an empowering song from John McClane's wife about uh, women or something. I don't shoot, know. shoot. John McClane. <laughs> Hans Gruber and Peggy. <laughs> Peggy's still here. We don't Peggy, know where she came from. Peggy, Peggy's the office. Oh, Peggy's, <laughs> Peggy's the Peggy office Skyler secretary. Is still here. Peggy organizes her front desk M&Ms by color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it ends with a very emotional 
power ballad between the two of them mm-hmm. uh, where John throws Hans off of the roof. Off, off the roof. Uh, and it turns out that John is a much more dramatic theater kid <laughs> than Hans could have ever dreamed of. This is actually just a documentary about how every college theater program works. Mm, yep. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, having gone through a college theater program, I can guarantee you that that is exactly how it goes. Having been thrown off a roof. <laughs> having been thrown off of a roof myself and having wanted to throw some people off roofs. Um, yeah. <laughs> this hits a little too close to home for me. Dr. Sleep. Oh, Ooh, okay. Um, as what is Dr. Sleep? The, it's, it's the, the sequel, the sequel to, to The Shining. Shining. The Shining. Um, as a parody movie? A parody of The Shining. Yeah. <laughs> um, this would be good. I've not seen The Shining. You've never seen The Shining? Ever. No, I've never seen it. It's I've always re- wanted to. It's really good. I have it. Like, yeah. Well, it could be sort of like a like a Lion King one and a half scenario where it's like oh, all the scares that were Lion happening King. during yeah. The Shining uh, were actually Lion result- King, Okay, we need to pause. <laughs> Lion King one and a half is actually very good. It, it is. Like it's the hilarious. Best. It's I love so it. funny. But you know how it's like Timon and Pumbaa are behind like every big event happening in The Lion King. Yeah, like Edwin McGregor and his like goofy self is like. Yeah, goofy Edwin McGregor is behind every happening. in The Shining. Yeah. Well, I like I picture that scene where he like accidentally like spills red dye in the pool and then he like opens up some random contraption that, that lets all the water into that the lets, hotel. Yeah, that, and, uh, that empties the pool into one of the elevators, yeah. into, the, into the emergency <laughs> elevator. Yeah. So on the shining side, you see all that blood coming in. Uh-huh. But behind the elevators, Edwin McGregor like, no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Grady twins. <laughs> How do we reckon with the Grady twins? Uh, um, <laughs> they're his kids that he just kind of lets loose. Yeah, he's like, yeah, they just kind of roam around or whatever. Yeah, or maybe um, he's been tasked with babysitting them, like in yeah, his hotel. They're on they Ferris's just, kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they and, just um, will not get their act. Together. Yeah, and they're real like weird and yeah. kind of like antisocial. Uh-huh. But like they see Danny and they're like, come play with us, Danny. Yeah, and like the whole like them flashing back and forth between like them being killed with an axe or something like that, mm-hmm. like. That's just their idea of a game. Yeah, it's uh, it's called um, Lizzie Borden. Lizzie Borden, the woman who murdered her whole family. So I feel like like he is also like a guest in this hotel with his family. I think there's a montage of like him trying to like keep grandma under control. Yeah, because she sleepwalks. She sleepwalks. Right. A she lot. sleepwalks and she's a nudist. And she's <laughs> well, she she grew up back in the '60s and like right. A it was a much freer time. Yeah, it was just a different era for white people. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so, oh, like, she man. gets loose in the hotel. She ends up, like, trying to take a shower in her sleep. And right. is really just, like, yeah, just chilling there when, just of course, Jack really... walks in. And, yeah. uh, and so, at one point, Ewan McGregor decides to throw a party. And it's a costume party mm. where they dress up as their favorite animals. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, a furry convention. Yeah. It's, oh. No. I, I just caught what you said. Yeah. I, I <laughs> yeah, did, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't actively listening. And then I finally, like, caught what you said. And I said, oh, go ahead. That's, go that's ahead. yucky. Um. Yeah. So uh, he throws a party. The dog. You know, the guy that shows up as a dog and the butler. They, you know, go mm-hmm. off, do their thing. Jack the whole time is like, okay. Does anyone else notice that this is weird? Ewan McGregor finds his typewriter, t- starts typing in all, pl- all work and no play to make Jack a dull boy. He's the one that uh, replaces the door that's really flimsy and getting mm-hmm. broken down with an axe. Um, hit, Ewan McGregor's name is Johnny. Uh, <laughs> um, and his, also, his weird kids are the ones who keep writing on the walls. And yes. they like keep writing red rum because right. they saw it on like a quirky Reddit thread. Right. 
Ewan McGregor forgets to lock the gate to the hedge yep. or to the hedge maze, mm-hmm. and unfortunately, Jack gets lost and uh, dies. Yep, I love it. Danny still has psychic powers. <laughs> that's just canon. Yeah, that's just canon in the movie. <laughs> that's great. That was really fun. Yeah. That was oh good. man. Cool. All right. That was shaken, not stirred. And now I hear I hear an incoming segment. Incoming segment. Get down. Get out. <laughs> it's real talk, everyone, where we take movies uh, seriously. <laughs> no, this is the segment that uh, I made up by myself without any. Uh, this has never been yeah. done before. And Derek, um, if you'll step up to the stage, um, I think we'll begin a roast. Yes. Uh, so if you have not, you probably don't pay attention to movie news a lot, but this really uh, struck a chord with me. So Martin Scorsese uh, has gone on record and said that he hates Marvel movies. And they shouldn't be in theaters and he right. poo-poo trash. Uh, that's like the millennial like pejorative way of saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a lot more like... They're rem- they remind me of amusement park rides. They don't remind me of like actual. Mo- Let me see if I can like find what he actually said. Uh, oh, this is an op-ed. Cool. Yeah, Scorsese basically said that it's not cinema. Like it's not actually. Like, it doesn't remind him of cinema. And then uh, because I guess he felt the need to because Martin Scorsese was getting a lot of hate over this, rightfully so in my opinion. Um, Francis Ford Coppola, speaking of The Shining, and said. Uh, Martin was being kind when he said it wasn't cinema. He didn't say it was despicable. You guys clearly can't see, but there is steam literally coming from Derek's <laughs> orifices, every orifice. Now, I have to be a little careful because Martin Scorsese and Francis Ford Coppola are... Masters of cinema. Masters of cinema. Legendary, like, legendary filmmakers. Sure. But <laughs> to say that like Marvel movies are not movies mm. and that you don't consider them like... Real sure. cinema and call them despicable. It, it's just so gatekeepery and like yeah. It it reminds me of like and this is not like in the same vein, but like when like how much uh, Steven Spielberg hates like streaming services. Sure. And how he's like they shouldn't be allowed into con and they shouldn't be like up for Oscars. Like this is and like yeah, I get it. You're you're used to like a way of doing things and but my my problem is you isolate yourself from a generation right when you make these comments right you open yourself up to be dragged on twitter by people who don't really know who you are exactly like this generation knows marvel movies they know robert downey jr they know chris evans mm-hmm. like they Ask know any 14 year old who francis ford coppola is they won't know unless no. they have like weird parents yeah that, like <laughs> sure, the first yeah. movie they showed them was apocalypse now <laughs> <laughs> but like well i mean francis ford coppola also like uh, and Martin Scorsese, both masters of cinema, grew up in an era where there were still popcorn action movies. I yeah. Mean, we're talking about, like, this is not a new concept. Right. They talk about how there's no, like, you know, movies are supposed to be, like, a study of, like, humanity and, like, this and that. I absolutely think that superhero movies are a study in humanity. Yeah. No, like, I, I would absolutely Which is agree. really funny. Someone brought this uh, – I saw someone on Twitter bring this up. Uh Francis Ford Coppola was given an early screener of Black Panther. Oh, really? And he loved it. Really? Yeah, he loved it. Which I can see, given his comments, why he would love Black Panther over sure. other Marvel movies. Black Panther feels the most human. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Endgame and Infinity War is very, like, cosmic and kind of like... Sure, but at the same time, there's something to be said that, like, not every moviegoer is looking to have 
their emotions drug across the theater floor. No, sometimes you just want to go in to have a good time. No, and there's catharsis for a reason. Like, yeah, I almost view like Marvel movies as catharsis. Sure, as mm-hmm. like, and I, you know, I hate using this term because it makes it feel like, oh, I think Marvel movies are big dumb action movies, but they're big dumb action movies. No, they for it's sure. Like, I they're, mean, like, at their at their essence, at their core, they are. Yeah, Iron Man was silly and you know yeah it's a comic book you're not walking into iron man seeking the same experience as if you were walking into like the lighthouse or like or apocalypse now or something sure like this this is the argument that every like old generation makes against every new generation is like comic books can't be art video games can't be art like and they absolutely can and they and they've proven that they can. yes yes absolutely let's talk about this real quick okay marvel reboots of scorsese movies (laughs) <laughs> and Francis Ford Coppola movies. The Godfather uh, as could, a superhero movie. Yeah, could they do that? <laughs> uh, and would they be awful? Answer, yes. Yeah. Add, <laughs> add Jordan Belfort to the Marvel Cinematic Jordan Universe. Jordan Belfort. <laughs> I've been getting to <laughs> Jordan Belfort. Um, Mom, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did a rap song on. <laughs> I, I did a rap. Uh, all in all, I just I don't get... I don't get the elitism. I don't agree with the elitism. I think it was really stupid of them to say this. Um, and I just think that the elitism in Hollywood needs to go away and they need to make some room for some new fresh blood. Amen. Kill all the olds. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Joker. Uh, let's quickly talk about things that we might have watched recently or seen recently. Yeah. Um, uh, I've been very excited to talk about this. Uh, so s- la- as of recording this last Sunday mm-hmm. was the season premiere, the series premiere of Watchmen on HBO. Oh, oh yeah. I totally uh, forgot about I haven't that. watched it yet. It's very good. Is it good? It's very oh, good. Oh, that makes me so happy. Um, I completely forgot that it was yeah, coming out. So I think what I have heard is that it is a continuation a direct result of what happened in the comics. Gotcha. Okay. Or like in the graphic novel. And yeah. I think also in the movie. It's so like the world that they have built is yeah. so cool yeah. and interesting. It also is like not afraid to take risks. Uh, so the opening, like if you don't mind me, it's not like super spoilery, but like, you know, it's a world where like the cops now have to wear like masks to like protect themselves from oh, like, interesting. so uh, there's a, there's like a white supremacist group that is yeah. like the main like antagonistic group of this show uh, that all wear, wear Rorschach masks. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how it ties into like the actual Rorschach. Like, well, I his character in the comics was very like oh. hyper masculinity. What? Oh, okay. white supremacist. So oh, okay, so they're viewing him as sort of like a figurehead. Yes, I. Um, that was his character in the comics. I actually haven't watched the Watchmen movie. So really? I, yeah, no, I haven't watched I haven't. it either. Would you but, say we should watch the movie before we watch? I've seen the movie, but it's been a really long time. Uh, I have not seen. Uh, I'm probably gonna go and watch the movie just so I can kind of understand what's going on. Sure, I have yeah. a basic idea of what's going mm. on, but it's sounds very current and yeah. it sounds like it's very grounded yeah, in it's, real it's gonna issues make, it's gonna make a lot of people mad which i think we need a, a show that's gonna shake the table a little bit and Absolutely. i think watchman's gonna do that well cool uh if you guys have any movie suggestions or things you'd like to see on the podcast go ahead and email us at sir the plot at gmail.com reach out on instagram or facebook um we'd love to hear from you guys and hey hop on over to itunes leave us a five-star review that actually really does help us out a lot it really does and we'd love to see what you guys are are thinking about the podcast so um, with that, this has been Stir the Plot, a podcast for movie lovers. My name is Brady King. I'm Derek Fultz. And I'm Colton Hart. And my name's Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, 
give her a hug. Yep, step on that milk carton and give her a big old <laughs> tall, tall girl hug. She put the butt. <laughs>